This week marks the anniversary of one of America's darkest days. On January the 21st, 1973, the Supreme Court passed its landmark ruling of Roe v. Wade, which legalized abortion in these United States. According to the National Right to Life Organization, over 59 million babies have been aborted since that time. Just to put the sheer numbers into context, think about this. The number of abortions in the U.S. in the last 44 years is the same total as the combined populations of Kentucky, Louisiana, Oregon, Oklahoma, Connecticut, Arkansas, Iowa, Mississippi, Utah, Kansas, Nevada, New Mexico, Nebraska, West Virginia, Idaho, Hawaii, Maine, New Hampshire, Rhode Island, and Montana. That's fully 40% of all of the states in the Union. In fact, in just the last 60 seconds, an average of three naked, defenseless, and innocent babies have been murdered, all in the name of abortion. Now, while the Bible never uses the word abortion, it does identify that conceived within the mother is a child. Twenty-six times the Bible uses the expression, with child, to refer to pregnant women. The Bible never says with fetus or with tissue. In his gospel, Luke, a physician, records that Elizabeth, the mother of John the Baptist, she conceived a son, Luke 1.35. In verse 41, Luke went on to say that the baby leaped in her womb. The baby, not the fetus. In fact, Luke uses that same word to describe Jesus when he was born in Luke the second chapter. God views the unborn baby and the newborn baby in the same way. Both are living human beings. Thus, God sees the taking of those lives as the shedding of innocent blood. In the 106th Psalm, the psalmist decried the apostasy of God's chosen nation Israel when he said, "...but they mingled with the nations and learned their practices and served their idols which became a snare to them." They even sacrificed their sons and their daughters to the demons and shed innocent blood. The blood of their sons and their daughters whom they sacrificed to the idols of Canaan. The land was polluted with blood. In Proverbs 6 and in verse 17, the wise man declared that the shedding of innocent blood is something that God hates. And in discussing one whose life was taken without cause... Moses warned in Deuteronomy 19.10 that those who do so would face blood guiltiness. Blood guiltiness. Our land, America, it is soaked in blood guiltiness. And whatever consequences our nation faces for this abominable practice, as Christians, as the people of God, we must recognize that our task is great. What can I do, someone might ask. Well, I may not be able to change things in the White House or the State House or the Courthouse, but I can serve God in my house. I may not be able to change all of America, but I can do something about me and about my heart. And instead of wringing my hands and cursing the darkness, I can light my lamp and I can let it shine for others to see. I can exert my influence for good in my community and in my workplace. I can support worthy pro-life groups. I can provide godly counsel. 
I can donate to clinics that help pregnant women, not hurt pregnant women. I can support adoption. I can pray. I can respect life. Maybe most importantly of all, I can say something about Jesus. Many of us, if not all of us, know someone who has been affected by the sin of abortion. Chances are, each of us knows someone who personally wrestles with the guilt and the regret and the loss that abortion brings. What an opportunity. What an opportunity to reach out to those who are broken, to those who understand the weight and the burden of sin. Because with them, I can share the good news of the innocent man whose blood was shed to provide them the forgiveness of their sins and the hope of heaven. No, I can't do everything to stop the murder of more than 3,700 babies this day. But I can do something. What will you do?